The following audio is to express the opinions of the hosts and guests and do not reflect investment advice or recommendations of any kind. All funny jokes or just jokes, so don't get it twisted. Drop the mic. He ran out of the building. Everything's on fire. Gets in the car, makes it to the NBA draft lottery pick. Somehow walks in. No one notices him. Pulls out the ball and says, Victor Wibanyama is going to the San Antonio Spurs. Craziest Uh story I've ever heard. Can Uh you believe that? Yeah, that's insane. I know. So being a massive San Antonio Spurs fan, as I have been my whole life, it was such a great night. Oh, we had such a bad season last year, but we're back. Yep. You know, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories. I'm sure you see them on how rigged it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who got the giant international big man who played for Tony Parker's team? And has affiliations to Boris Dia and uh-huh. <laughs> was wearing a Tony Parker jersey when, you know. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Who could have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be so good at the Spurs, dude. Good for him, though. I mean, that's – I love seeing him go to the Spurs instead of some, like, I don't even know, some loser team. Way better than him going to, like, the Hornets. The Rockets. Or yeah. The Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets or the Hornets. It's like, yeah, that sucks. Don't go there. So yeah, the Rockets okay. had the number two pick last year, yeah, and they finished second to last again. And people are like, "We're a great franchise," and <laughs> yeah, you blew it. What are you talking about? What Straight are you doing? Up Straight yeah. up, you did not improve at all. Yep, yep. It just breaks my heart. But yep. here we are talking about sports, and one of the greatest weeks the markets had. In years, getting some big blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have seen some progress this week, haven't we? We're really close to that forty two hundred mark on the S and P. Uh huh. Yep. Actually, close. I haven't checked in most of today, so I don't know if we hit it or not. But I'm going to go ahead and bleep that out for the listeners. Um, Braden meant to say he totally checked. That's all he does uh, is check the markets and doesn't look at anything else. But we're at 419.23 on SPY and 41.98 on the S&P 500. You realize those are just if, the same thing, basically 100. Uh-huh. Zero different. Uh-huh. If what? If it reaches, if it's if it pops 420, you think it's going to 500? If it pops 422, technical indicators, garbage. But if it cracks through some of these little ceilings, it's going to continue to rise, and then it's going to have a big pull back in August, September, like it always does. Mm. Uh, I would guess more September. But that's conjecture, non-investment advice. I don't care, whatever. But you know who's really cleaning up off of these you know, latest few days and good trading and gets to post some headlines and some news and say, look how good of a trader I am? Jim Cramer. No, uh, almost as fun as Jim Cramer, though. So I, I sent this to you, and it happened after we recorded last week, but never really got fully reported uh, on this podcast, which is the only podcast that people listen to about market news. There is a brand new 
product. AI, ChatGPT, picks your portfolio for you. As I understand it, these guys really rushed into it. They did a good job in terms of like, hey, let's kind of put it together. And then they didn't do a good job of like, oh, it's super outlined and we know what we're doing. They <laughs> just started publishing tweets. They spun up a website really fast. They did a ton. But they're the guys behind Autopilot, the iPhone, Android app that you can follow, basically copy trade Nancy Pelosi and all these other people that get attention. And they started doing it for ChatGPT. And I told you this idea. It would just get so much attention. The original tweet got like 3 million impressions, views too. Stupid. Uh, crazy high amount. For the, He has like less than 10,000 followers on Twitter. It went crazy. And then he created the Twitter account of like, hey, here's the chat GPT fund. Now it's like the GPT portfolio, different name. I don't know. On Twitter, went from zero to 110,000 followers in three days. And he launched it Monday. And this week, like I said, has been one of the better weeks we've had in the markets in the last couple of years. So his timing, I don't, I think he, yeah, you can kind of tell that ceiling stuff might get fixed and we're coming off a little bit of a slide. So you could eh, maybe assume there's some pop, but he's getting very lucky of um, like 1% plus days in a row, which much. he's just saying like, oh, look, everything's green. I'm looking great. Look at chat GPT uh, win. Don't look at the rest of the market and that everything. <laughs> look how chat GPT wins. Yeah. Yeah. But, market. No, yeah. So I'll pull up the tweet because um, he actually compares it to the S&P, uh, which is, is all there is. Yeah. He said started on 516. Chat GPT is up 1.4%. Buy is up 1.1%. Is this S and P five hundred a appropriate benchmark for the portfolio? How much is the Nasdaq up? Uh, I don't know, but the S and P is actually uh, and spies up one point seven five since May sixteenth. So, but he didn't tweet this at the end of the day. I How think they're pretty QQQ? smart. How much is QQQ up since then? Uh, I'm gonna QQQ. I have they're Nasdaq definitely on the top list. They're definitely going to pick their times to post to be the most discrepancy. I would. Potentially. Yeah. QQQ, you're up 3.2% since the beginning of uh, Monday or Tuesday, May 16th. Who knows what their, uh, who knows what their. No, I mean, you can see their holdings. I've told you. Well, their I holdings. See their holdings saying who knows what their benchmark should be. I don't think their benchmark uh, should be 500 unless they're only an SP 500 companies. It's kind of the way benchmarking works. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's a generalization. Most people will use SPY or S&P 500 for benchmarking, mm-hmm. like different wealth management firms and whatever. And they'll put reports and they'll compare against that benchmark. But you're right. Easy, that's because it's easy to beat. That's because they can go invest in a bunch of tech companies and the NASDAQ blows out the S&P 500. And they go, look how we're doing compared to the S&P 500. It's like... Yeah, but your portfolio is mostly tech. So, dude, well, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. You can, yeah, you can say a bunch of different that I would say the SP 500 is pretty widely used, but it's a total contradiction of when someone says, Oh, it's easy to be. What are you talking about? The most of the people that will say that are also proponents of 
don't outsource your wealth management. Don't invest in like just invest yourself and do Vanguard funds, <laughs> which is VOO, S and P five hundred, right? Um, and then you know a handful of stock, or not even a handful of stocks, and they're all against stock picking. I saw this tweet today from Peter Levels, who he's been on my first million and a ton of other things. Super brilliant entrepreneur, made the interior design AI and the generate photo people AI well before a AI really started to take off at the end of last year. It was like middle of 2022. He's he's making bank. But he's like, yeah, I don't believe in stock picking. And then he at the beginning of this year was like, Hey, I'm putting a ton of money into NVIDIA and Microsoft. And he's up crazy today, which is awesome. Good for him. Yeah. But then he like in his replies is like, also, I don't believe in stock picking. <laughs> like, what are you doing then? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Do as do as I say, not as I do, is what they're talking about. Is that's what that is. Um anyway. yeah. But anyway, it burns me a little bit. But this guy who is starting the ChatGPT investor, they have already gotten $8 million put into the fund. Wow. Three days. $8 million in AUM. Right that off. might be the fastest money raised for an app. Yeah. Maybe more so than, uh, maybe not Robinhood. I don't know. Have you but seen crazy. from Chamath, by the way? I mean, the problem is, is that this is something that finance guys just tagged on. This is what I saw from Chamath the other day. Uh, he said, you may want to take note of the fact that blind optimism around AI isn't coming from Silicon Valley this time. Instead, the cheerleading is coming from the hedge funds and family offices. People who actually un understand the tech are being much more measured this time around. It was a Bloomberg report of Steve Cohen ranting about how great AI is. And it's funny. I mean, yeah, all the finance people are like, AI is going to be the best. And there's not a lot of tech people that are that are like, you know, it's going to solve world hunger. Um, sure. They've they've learned either they've learned from crypto and like blockchain space and they've learned to be more measured or. They see something that the finance people don't. I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised it got eight million. Money is just being thrown at AI. Anything with AI in it, throw money. Money, yeah. money, snowflake. We're going to acquire an AI company. Money, money, money. Throw all the money at it. It's uh, it's 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 crypto again. It's the exact same thing as crypto. Again. Ooh, I don't it's know. Same, it's the exact same thing as blockchain. It is. Everybody's going to say they're integrating this thing, and it really doesn't change their business at all. And it's 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 a fluke i'll push back on you i think it's more internet comparable it's like the dot-com and then you have a dot-com bubble and burst right 2000 2001 but companies that started to use the internet i.e walmart home depot everything else they didn't sell anything on their websites. They just started to use it. And then it grew into what it is today where I could buy an entire house supply-wise at Home Depot and have it delivered to Denver, Colorado via Home Depot and then drive there myself. And then a construction company gets all the supplies and they build it. 
I mean, that's crazy. I see the beauty of it. I see why that's great economically. In early internet days, when somebody spun up a website and their market cap went up 50% because they said, I have a dot x.com, it was not justified and they blew up because of it. Today, when everybody says, I'm going to integrate AI, the blow up in the market cap is not justified. Everybody will have that integration someday. Everybody will have some form of integration someday. But it is not, it is the equivalent of just checking the boxes. It is not a reason to boom the stock and blow it up 50% because they integrated AI into some system. It's fair. No, 100% agree. Like Microsoft, NVIDIA, uh, it's hard to say like, oh, they're super overvalued from AI, but definitely a lot of different companies out there are. When Snowflake buys, yeah, like when Snowflake buys an AI company, I don't even know what the AI company is going to be for, like just to do models and and data analysis on their data warehousing. Like, yeah, that's a good tool. You shouldn't explode in value because of that. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. No, hundred percent. Um, but people are going to people are doing it, and people are going to continue to do it. It's going to be, and and so the blow up is going to be a lot like the crypto. And I think that honestly, crypto is not that bad. Like, companies will have to integrate blockchain too. And blockchain's been great for supply chain and, and things like that. But um, same thing, whenever you got a, uh, you know, whenever you said that you were going to integrate a blockchain into your company, you exploded. And we never really saw a true decline because of that. And maybe we never see a true decline with the AI either. But it is, uh, it is irrational. Yeah. Irrational. So. That is fair. Um, but... If you can hop on to the hype train, that's what people are trying to do. This guy who's doing the chat GPT investor portfolio, whatever, he's not doing it because he's like, oh, chat GPT is the best investor of all time. He's doing it because, and like I told you, you know, a month and a half ago, two months ago, it's the greatest marketing stick of all time. Everybody knows him now. Yeah, everybody knows him. And you're seeing, I, I promise you, I swear to you, this is May 18th, 2023. I do not know the release of MFM's podcast schedule. They're going to talk about him. They're gonna talk they about will him. talk about him in they the next will. week. They absolutely Guaranteed it's going to be absolutely on there. Absolutely right. Yep. It is the best marketing shtick in the entire world. And, and that is what AI is for people. And that's why, so that's why AI is blowing up in the internet sphere and on Twitter and on TikTok and everything. But it's yeah. not really blowing up like in the real world. Like you don't see it everywhere in the real world. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's great marketing. You can do something cool that is maybe repeatable, maybe not repeatable, but looks really cool on video and looks really cool like to prog, you know, to track. And yeah, people eat that shit up. Unreal. It's exactly. Dogecoin. It's Dogecoin, but with a million uses. Yeah. Yep. It's and it's applicable too. Yeah, like there's saying, yeah, value, there's value yeah. behind it in terms of the technology and yeah, it's an infrastructure and systems operations ability that you don't have with crypto. Blockchain had something to it, right? Yep. But yeah, for me, I feel like it's internet. Blockchain may have been equally as good now that I think back to it. Had it been as simple <laughs> to use and organize, 
like blockchain would have been equally as good if you could just hop on real fast as somebody who doesn't know anything and build a build build a system. Um, yep, that's why I mean every single day the I read the stat gets everybody. Yeah, I don't know if the stat is true at all, but it's like there's over a hundred startups created every day just around AI. Yeah. In the US. That is stupid. Yeah. That is so many. That was a that was another tweet that I saw, which was some guy said, 90% of the people I know in Web3 have pivoted their company to AI. <laughs> and somebody replied and said, a lot of people build companies for VCs instead of companies they want to build. And this guy said, yes, VC market fit. That is it. That's it. That is it. VC market fit. The VCs are like, we'll, we'll unload all of our money into AI. And people are like, okay, cool. AI for this. Yeah. AI for this. Um, yeah. I actually talked to a guy off of the VC, uh, sorry, the Y Combinator network, who I was going to kind of help advise, but he decided to go a different route. He had a decent company model. It was not a VC investable company model. It was like a, we kind of spin up these things and he had a, he had a niche. Notaries were using his platform and like he had a list of a bunch of notaries, could have sold it, cash flow to the notaries, like, and had a cash flow generating software. Instead, the VC convinced him to say that they needed to integrate AI. He mm. to get in, here's how VCs work. And I, I need to put a rant of this on TikTok. I don't know if I have or not yet, because it's it's how VCs work. The VC firm basically said, hey, you've proven us you can build something. Scrap that. Launch up a landing page that says AI in it. Get 150 emails on an email list for a wait list. And we'll get you to your next Series A. That's all he's got. No product at all. Don't even need a product. Just no. get a waitlist get a wait list and we'll get you to we'll get you funding. And then you know he's like I don't even have, you know, a huge spend on on engineering or anything and I was like, yeah, no. not in series E when they're like, hey, we know you still don't have a company or anything real, but hire 50 software engineers um so that we can get you to the series F. And yeah. that's that's the VC game. VC market fit. Just play their game so that they can make money and get exits off of you and then uh you end up poor and homeless and alone. Well, they don't, I mean, sure. But the VC investing model is we need one out of 50 to be Airbnb. It is. And and the VC- We need one out of 50 and then we need 10 to 20 out of 50 to be successful. That's the external, that's the external facing in a VC model. Now that I've seen inside of how the ropes go, the real VC investing model is we need a group of people who- can either A, prove that they're dreamers and come up with really big, fancy ideas, or B, actually build something. And we need them to go through these predefined steps that we know get you from series A to B to C to D. And we just need to get them far enough along that we can liquidate our end. And then if we find that they happen to actually be good enough to stick around and we can hold on to them through whatever, maybe they're the next, right? Maybe they're the next Airbnb. Yeah, Uh, you see the traction and everything. But their real investment philosophy is just like, follow this formula, this homework. It's like homework. It's like follow this homework assignment to get to your next series. And then we're, we're, we'll wipe our hands clean, clean of you. Like we're done. That's, so that's crazy. the VC model. It's stupid. It makes them a lot of money. And that's why they get a lot of money. And then investors. All the, it does, but you know, it sucks. It makes them a lot of money. It makes the investors a lot of money. And what happens is at the end of the day, you have a founder who's consistently always looking to raise the next round and hitting their homework assignments to raise the next round. And then eventually they can't raise the next round. 
And whatever VCs on with that round, they lose. But all the VCs that were before that round, they all made their money and got out and their investors were good. And the founder is the one that ends up poor and broke and homeless and literally has no good idea of how to build something except for how to go raise money. Um, and, and like, they just, they're just stuck. Like literally it is, it is exploiting founders to make money for you to play the game. And then founders are the ones that are like left with no energy or anything. Um, no energy, no money. It's sad. It's very sad. It is sad, but it's, they're playing the high reward, high risk game. Investors yeah. are not. Investors are like, my money's going in there. We're going to get something that really pops and I'll be fine. It's not going to ruin my life. Founders are playing. That's great, investors. I can go from zero to worth $4 billion in five years. I think they don't right? even think about it. Like, What was sad about this kid when I talked to him was like, he didn't even consider the fact that whatever he does is not going to be the next Facebook. And if it's not, <laughs> if it's not going to be the next Facebook, you are going to die in VC land because eventually the next VC group is not going to want to finance your series round and you're going to run out of money and everybody's going to get rich except for you. And like, if you, you got to have balls to be like, I'm going to play their game, but you have a, this kid had a decision. His decision was I'm going to go in and play their game and scrap yeah. everything I've built. Whatever I've built doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to go play their game and see if I can win at that game instead of just building what I've already built that already has users and just making a cash flow business. And it's like, man, they, that's the risk. They really do play high risk, high reward. And it sucks because they could just actually build something good and yeah. stay, out, stay out of the VC track. It's sad, man. But sad. I know, but they, I mean... They're built they a certain way, and it's why they chose it. And they chose that's, it. They knew that that's exactly what they wanted, what they needed. So no, they pulled here's it. What's, here's what's sad, actually. Let's go back one step. Um, they unknowingly choose it. This kid is 23 years old, I think, 23 or 24, fresh out of college doing this. Yeah. We chose something very similar with high dreams, like high expectation. We're going to go do something and be big. It's the exact because same thing. You're a dreamer. A you're a dreamer at 22. They unknowingly choose a route without understanding the risks and where it's going to leave them. That's what they do. Yep. Yep. And you're right. So, learn that, we learned that lesson. You got to learn that lesson. Um, yep. But it's sad. So that's VC land. VC space, all the AIs. All the AIs in VC space, they might as well just call it AI instead of VC. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but they're getting caught up in the Web3, the crypto craze. I just believe personally, there's just so much more value in AI from what you can have it, use it, work with easily yeah. than everything else. There's economic okay. value, but I don't know if there's financial value. Like there's economic value in that it is going to change the way economically things work. But it's just like there's, and this is sort of, sort of true with blockchain too. There's no differentiating. You build an AI tool, I can go build an AI tool. It does the exact same thing. How do we differentiate between them? Which one's better, faster, stronger? No, I don't know. They just do it, right? And so it's like, there is value. Absolutely, there is value. And like economically, things are going to change. But as an investor, it's a commodity. It's straight yeah. up a commodity. You might as well you're, go and you're kind of, yeah. You're just left holding it. Like, for example, 
AI tool, and I'm not using it on this call. I normally do. Wait, is Note to Car not here? Note to Car is not here. And there are dozens yeah. of Note to Car apps out there. Yeah. Yep. I will shout out one that I truly believe is the best. And it's because I do love Zoom. I think Zoom's okay. But Google Meet has accomplished everything Zoom has and just been integrated inside of the Google platform. At the low, low and price of $3.99. Yes. And if you have Microsoft Office like I do, <laughs> and you have a Zoom account, like you're just losing because all these AI tools will be like, hey, if it's on your Google calendar, then we'll automatically throw the note taker recorder into the call. You don't have to do anything and then it'll record and then you're done. Is that true? Versus, Is that a thing now? That's huge. Yes. You don't do anything. Yeah. Versus it's just on your calendar and it's a Google Meet. In. Yeah. If it's a Google Meet and it's on your Google calendar and you have fireflies.ai, which is after trying 30 different ones, this is the best one. It just signs on for free or not for free, but signs on, you don't do anything and then it records and you're done. I love it. Pay for this? You do have to pay for oh, it. I'm currently it not paying for it right now. It, it is being paid for third party client. Love yeah. that. 800 minutes of storage per seat. Yeah. So it's easy. It's easier to use Firefly.ai with Google and Google products than it is with Microsoft or Zoom. That's what mm-hmm. that is. This is good information because I actually am in the process of with the VC that I'm working with. Uh, Hopping on a lot of Google Meets and trying to no, get notes. No, 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 figuring out how to process. Uh, it is my responsibility to process updates with companies from board meetings and strike valuations and and come up with you know ideas moving forward. But I don't want to sit in on all of the board meetings and so have them record the board meetings. I review the notes later, strike valuations, update, you know send out investor relation updates, whatever. So yeah, it's just, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. Perfect. I think that's what you should do, but to make it easier, are these on Google meets or where are the board calls? Uh, I, I'm sure they do them on zoom. I will make sure they do them on Google meet so that we don't have to deal with this. Cause why not? Yeah. Or for the pricely sum of whatever you want, tell your guy, Hey, I've got somebody who could just set it up for us and then I'll come in and set it up for 10 bucks sure. <laughs> and he pays everything and it's, it'll take me two seconds, but it's so worth it. So here's what it does, right? Uh, I'm on a call. Let's say I'm using the Google uh, calendar. It's a Google meet. I click on the Google meet link in my own calendar. There's nothing else I do. The window pops up. I start the call. The fireflies comes in. I just admit that to the call it'll record the whole thing it'll take notes it'll take highlights of what it thinks and then i have it integrated with HubSpot. so the person that i just talked to it'll take all the notes and it'll throw that into the person's contact and details and information with the call recording and everything else yeah that's beautiful unreal absolutely beautiful unreal 
Yeah. Love that for me. Love HubSpot too. Great CRM. HubSpot is great. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. a, a plug for HubSpot. If you guys want to buy our podcast too, um, well, it's, well, it's not for notes. sale. It is well, not send for out sale. The notes via email? Well, send out the notes via email or anything. Uh, you could do that. You just set it up with a Zapier integration. So I know how to do that. Yeah. That's all I would need. I mean, <laughs> you just, it? you don't even want to log in. You just want it emailed to you. Yeah. I can do that for you. I would love to just have it sent to me and be like, yeah. Thanks. Good meeting. I'll, re- I'll review <laughs> that in the morning. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. You, you're the worst. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's super easy. Wait, I'll talk so what do you mean logged in on the platform? It'll store all the notes there too. Yeah, Fireflies.ai. You can go in, see all your calls and everything. Um, and then, like I said, you just take it one step further with integrations. So you just integrate it to HubSpot and all this other stuff. There may be a way to do it without Zapier just emailing you, but. I bet they're. It's a real simple set it up. So you just get an email after every certain call. Send me the transcript. That's all I need. Send me the transcript and I'm in. Actually, no, it automatically does send you an email, but it's of the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I want. Just a, Email with the transcript, and I'm like, I'm at. I take that. Hold on, let me see if it does. What I believe that it does is just send you an email of, "Hey, here it is." Here, yeah, it just sends you. It sends you an email of like, view your meeting recap, and you have to click the link, and it takes you in. That's what it does. It doesn't send you a full email. You do need a Zapier integration to just. Once you get a new meeting, it just sends the complete so, meeting transcript via email. email. To you. Yeah. That's pretty easy to do. Dude, you're so lucky you know such a tech wizard like me. The integrator. We're yeah. going to name, name you the integrator. <laughs> Don't do that. That might not be correct. Um, but I've got some good news for you. What you got? So... Going back to what we were talking about, the chat GPT fund and investor. And when you're giving me good advice, this is great accountability. What's 2023 actually about? Content is king. If I could not be the person who created the algorithm, chat GPT portfolio, do all these things with it, how do I just capitalize off of what it's doing? I'll just go ahead and create a portfolio that's in direct competition with it, record daily, post that daily, and then see how we're performing neck and neck against each other. So ChatGPT is up 1.6% over a couple of days. I started this portfolio May 16th, maybe at, you know, not the exact same time that they started on Tuesday, May 16th, whatever. Your boy is up 2.3%. Heck yeah. You're doing better. You're doing. I mean, how many math is math. How many days off did you say? No days off. Same oh, day. I don't know if it was the exact. Oh. It wasn't the exact second that they I see, started. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I'm just giving myself that caveat. Like, ah, oh, who knows? But simple, really Have good you not strategy. Have made a video I of love. this yet to show everybody that you're better than ChatGPT? 
Oh, dude, you should have. No, you should have seen yesterday's. My next one's coming out after this. Yesterday's. Huh? Didn't come across. I didn't see yesterday's. That really hurts. Thanks, man. Thanks for the support. But anyway, uh, I'm not saying I'm a better investor than an AI language model, but I might be getting closer. Damn well should be. My gosh. My favorite <laughs> part of that video, dude, your original video calling them out, which everybody should go listen to. My favorite part is like you have this pause. Dude, it, sh- it gets me every time when you're like, when you're like, they say they're going to uh, rebalance the portfolio every two weeks. Why? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they changed yeah. it. Part of, me, part of me thinks they saw that video. Because that was in their tweet, they deleted the tweet or edited it or something. And it's not every two weeks now. Every Monday, every two weeks on a Monday is what they said. What is it now? To me, that's the dumbest trading. Wait, what is it, what is it now? Every Monday? Is that what you said? No, no, no. no. It's, they said it's every three to five days. It's well, vague. Stupid. Well, yeah. first off, if AI was a good investor, it should be making that decision. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Okay. So either way, they've already skewed human element into it because they're doing that. And we're absolutely going to beat a human who retrades their portfolio every three to five days. Absolutely. It's, it's, you would have to be silly not to beat them. Yeah. So, but beautiful, dude. You're going to win. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I did choose large cap stocks, companies I truly love and believe in um they're good that's a it's a good portfolio thank you so much that that means a lot you know running this company doing everything that i'm doing balancing managing other portfolios doing great with the handful of client portfolios that are up massively this week good for them um i just feel like great i'm glad that i feel strong about this portfolio kind of running it and we'll just see how it goes I'm going to do it for X number days, weeks, months, years. I don't know. I had the thought of like one year time frame, but who knows if this will exist in one year or if they'll just say, oh, we got everyone to put 40, $50 million into our app. And that's all we needed. Thank you so much. Dude. So are they like an RIA now or like, no, not registered, not anything. You open an account, it's through Webull or Robinhood or something. They just copy trade for you. There's got to be some sort of registration that they have to just do that. Is there anything I see? Huh? You logged into it before? Have you tried to set up an account on it? Are they taking I will not confirm or deny that I looked into it because I'm a registered individual Blah, blah, blah. But I do not have an account with them. Well, this is generally, I mean, okay. I mean, this is what could be really scary about it and could be the reason why they got to 8 million so fast. Are they asking for social security number and address when you log in with them? You just hook up an existing Robinhood or Weeple account where you've entered that information already. Got it. Okay. I have to say, because I mean, like that is classic money laundering. Classic. <laughs> I'm going to take all of my dirty money. I'm going to throw it into this thing and then it's going to pay me back. And it's going to look like I legitimately got money from a U.S. institution. Um, yeah. And now my cash is claimed. No, it's not that. I can tell you that. 
it's a, uh, you know, they use copy trading and somehow it's just a mirror of your Robinhood or Webull account, which is smart so on their end. So the copy trading, Nancy Pelosi copy trading thing, I, I've seen it. Um, I've never looked into it. So what you do is you hook up your Robinhood account and they just automate the trades according to, that's cool. I mean, that's a cool idea. Do you pay for it's that? It's a really great, cool idea. What? Do you pay for that? I think they probably have an agreement with Robinhood and Webull. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you guys are the brokers and we can do this. You make this much money off of it, but give it to us because we have this built out. And I guarantee you they built it for the sole reason of we'll sell to Robinhood. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, and it's great for Robinhood because, well, the incentive... It becomes a broker. It's, it becomes a pseudo brokerage incentive where, like, if Robinhood is paying them based on the amount of transactions happening or whatever, Robinhood's getting paid pay per transaction. They don't call it a commission, but they're getting paid for every transaction by selling away the deal flow. So it's like now the person who is creating the mirror is incentivized to create a lot of trades, so that all the other things mirroring it create a lot of trades, and Robinhood makes more money and then pays them more money, and it's a classic classic uh i think yeah robin hood saw eight million go in in just a handful of days they said yeah you're not doing this every two weeks do it every three to five days screw taxes yeah seriously seriously that probably is that's that's it's very possible good thought um it's literally i mean brokers have to not what is what is it that it's called in the uh uh securities regulations washing the account or um uh, churning, churning, churning the account. They they easily yeah. could churn the account, and nobody would ever watch them or care. No. Yep. They're that's, just... that's what they're doing, dude. They're making. I wonder if they're making money from Robinhood. If they are, then they're absolutely churning the account. Yeah. They. Which, I, would... I, you, uh, I don't you know. If you can qualify and quantify that. But... Do you want to go sign up and then subsequently sue them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with any of that. I just want to gain a fraction of the attention that they got. If I get a fraction of the attention, people are like, oh, this guy's ugly, but he seems smart. You need to be directly, you don't need to be calling out ChatGPT. You need to be calling out them every time. Day X until of posting my returns versus ChatGPT until so-and-so gives me attention and lets me, you know, and, and engages with in a bet with me or whatever. Oh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to treat it the opposite way where it's like, and this is going on the podcast. Everyone can come at me for the hate, whatever. I'm treating it for the hate. There's a guy named Skip Bayless who has an entire media career because all he does is shit on LeBron James. Just bad mouths him, says he's not even the top 10 NBA player of all time. All of this, his entire career is made because of that. I don't want to make my entire career because of, you know, this one thing. But what I believe will happen when I'm like, hey, I'm going to trade and be a lot smarter and effective than ChatGPT. Watch me do this. I think a ton of people will come after me and be like, you have no idea what you're doing. Wealth managers are the worst, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can do this myself, which is why I gave it to an app that just copy trades and buys stuff for me. You know? Things like that. Like I got, it's so funny. Um, the <laughs> This comment I got on the last video, you go look at it as like, 
I'm competing against ChatGPT. Here's my return. You know, here are the thoughts and the updates that they all have. It's a quick kind of nothing video. And some guy commented, hey, when are you going to compete against Aladdin? <laughs> Dude, I love people. That is like... awesome. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. This is going after the appearance. I have dark skin tone and flowing hair and <laughs> called it out. <laughs> uh, that's good. But that's what I want. I want a thousand comments like that. Yeah. It'll make the videos pop off. And then it's just, yeah. you know, attention. And attention does really, really well. So that's focus 2023 because if I can do something sound financial investment portfolio research and then deployment awesome and then it's actually going to lead to me doing and here's the announcement of it tons of videos and tweet threads and newsletters everything else just about investing hey it's going to become a how i did it how did I beat, <laughs> how did I beat Chat GPT? How did I do it? And Maybe like, boom, you could write a but, book about it, and people would buy it because they have so much unshakable faith in the superiority of Chat GPT that they'll be like, "How did he beat it? Yeah. How could he possibly done it?" Yeah, yep. and I'm gonna have these podcasts be the overall thing that we're doing. But here's a little hint for everyone that actually listens to us i will be using different podcast episodes to just go over a ton of different investing questions investing questions retirement planning questions whatever we get at the end of these podcasts are awesome but i just thought what if i spent you know 10 minutes 15 minutes just going over different questions post all of that and then that generates buzz and it helps people out too that to me is powerful you're on it you are on it us americans especially have such a short attention span why are we talking together for an hour every time that's so dumb so dumb instead we'll just be answering questions constantly We would be more popular if you took this episode and broke it up into three-minute chunks and then posted three-minute mm-hmm. episodes. People would be like, oh, wow, they they tell such a good story. Look at how that goes. <laughs> and then, because I know you'll hate me for this, but you'll love me too because I took your advice. It's just pouring all the gasoline on this. Heck yeah. I have found and have created an entire thing inside of Notion, all of my AI tools to record to take the transcript of the calls, to bust out highlights, to create AI-generated clips of everything, and then add subtitles and everything else. And you just record, you do the content, you plan it out, you get it done. You can handle all of that in under an hour every day. Yep. Yep. That's that's just a little tease of what's going to be that's released. The only, that's the only way to make it sustainable. I mean, that's it. I feel so bad for true influencers who just like work their ass off for 10 hours a day, trying to make content and put things together. And like people like you are going to come around with these tools that just like, yeah, this is an hour of my day and I can flood way more content than you can. And sorry. Yeah. That is the, it, that it's is the not going to be as what's the best word quality as someone 
for, I don't know, how I built this, my personal whatever. It doesn't matter whatever. because you're going to drown when, them out. You're going to absolutely drown them out. I don't know. So much higher volume. So much higher volume. Yeah, but it is going to be stupid effective. There's this one tool. I'm not even going to tell you the name ever. It is life-changing. And it just it, it came out last week. Did not exist more than 18 days ago or something. It's so freaking cool. You just upload any video, video file, YouTube link, whatever. And it just takes that and you get millions of different pinpoints of content. Clips, everything, AI generated. You don't have to go in and edit your video. It will do everything for you. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think so, I understand. You're saying you put in like a two hour long video or something and it puts it into a bunch of different cuts of things and you go. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know that question you asked me the other day? Why would I'm you like, not share that tool with me? That is rude. That is rude. I didn't know it existed two weeks that ago. I just found it. No, you just said, I'm not even going to tell you this tool. I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. I'll uh, tell you afterwards. Yeah, Make you sign an NDA first. <laughs> that is big time. Is it free? Uh, it's free to an extent. It's freemium, but I've already used it a couple of times. I'm 100% going to pay it. Like 15 bucks a month. I still don't pay for LinkedIn, dude. When my LinkedIn searches go out, I just sit. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I'm smart. A, I'm a freemium guy. I am a freemium guy. Buddy, you have so many emails. Just create another LinkedIn profile. When my credits run out, I just go to a different thing. Okay, cool. See you next month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate you so much. Anyway, this has been a great pot. Um, One of the ones that I... Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. That's a great one. We're stretching, man, but we're feeling good. We're great people. Markets are doing well. Uh, Go follow us on TikTok. There's, you just have B period, right? Uh, the investment sage. The investment sage. That's right. And everyone then has to Google what sage means. Good. And then you can follow me on the name of this podcast in this economy guy. Mm. And I'd be happy to answer questions and to track our progress. Or more humans beat watch, AI. Watch Connor, watch Connor beat the AI. That is, everybody should be watching that. That is like, I'm so excited to watch that every day. I can't believe I missed, missed yesterday's. I, I thought you didn't post yesterday. I was just like, well, come on, I man. I have to post after market closes. These guys, they're uh, publishing their stuff in the middle of the day because they probably think there's going to be end of day slide or something. Why you just post your results after market closes? What are you doing? Can you, can you do it again? Can you make another video making fun of that and do the? Yeah, I will. I'll do it. I'll do it today. Right. Say the like, delivery of that why was just like it is so crisp and the time delay. It is just like. Thank you. <laughs> I should have played Aladdin. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Should have. You should have. It's beautiful. You hit your marks. So okay. <laughs> we can wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, and if you're wanting to listen to the uh, questions that we normally get, please send us your questions, 737-210-3054. Text them in. We love going over those. But you can just kind of listen to the special episodes just on those questions. All right, y'all. Thank you. It.